Hey, Adam. Yeah. More. That's the first way to get called more. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music and life advice, right? Today is a little bit of life advice. A little life lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a little bit of, you know, your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your grandpa, your oh, yeah. your uncle, your auntie sets you down and said, you know what? I'm going to give you a little skills. We, consider us your your kind uncle Adam and uncle Peter. That's right. We're here, yeah. to, here to help smooth some things out. I'm glad you mentioned your mom because... This isn't about getting called more if, like, you're a mother of three and you want your children to call you more. No, this, no. Well, I mean, maybe well, some, some of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> some of these might be... Actually, yeah, yeah these, this might just be a people advice episode. That's right. But interpersonal skills. That's right. This is a little bit of an interpersonal skills episode. Five ways to get called for more gigs is yes. what we really mean by this. Yeah. Um, you know, we just thought... We get asked a lot about, like, uh, you know, I'm in a scene and or I'm not getting the gigs I want to get or whatever. So there's some things you can do for sure to up your chances of getting called. Like there's there's people that have good gigs that are not as good of musicians as their gigs. You know what I'm saying? Right. People so, with like advanced pe- interpersonal skills. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to name those at the end no, of today's we episode. Not, we <laughs> we're going to do a descending list. There's no, always yeah. that one guy in the van who's just there because he's great in the van. I know. You know, but you know what? When you got a great personality, it's kind of like you yeah. know, when uh, you know, if I mean, the, you know, if you look a certain way in this world, it shouldn't matter, but it does. If you're if you're the only if you're the only player not on the record, that could be you. That's right. You could right. Be the, the I mean, John Hamm's a great actor, but what a good looking guy! Oh Come on, gosh. man. Even if he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so right, so to that point, we are what we're not going to be talking about. Which you may have expected, and would be more of a logical thing, but but we're you know we're changing it up today. Would be five ways to get called more. It would be like practice, listen, be a great player. Yes, we're assuming you're taking care of that business already, yep. because ultimately that's the number one way is to be great at what you're doing. In fact, the thing about that though is, and I maybe we'll touch a little bit on the balance as we go through these five. Depending on how, like, if you're at the top level, you know, let's say that you're going like straight um you know we're always talking about really old musicians let's let's go with somebody more contemporary okay let's say you're straight joshua redman okay oh he's getting kind of old too i was gonna say yeah yeah. okay go ahead normally we're like miles davis herbie hancock so we're trying to get more contemporary so if you're like branford marsalis (laughs) right just an aging gen xer not a yeah um well that's the thing though who could we actually say like a millennial that's i mean okay Actually, no, we're, I'm going to do it. Sullivan Fortner, straight Perfect. millennial. Great example. Okay, young guy. I mean, still not in his 20s, maybe, but barely into his 30s. One of my favorite of the um, young pianists and somebody I really admire and I've, I've known since he was young. So I will use him. If you're not Sullivan Fortner, if you are Sullivan Fortner, you can kind of skip over all these. Yeah, because you're Sullivan Fortner. You sound great. You sound great. Yeah. You know, But if you're not at that level, you're going to want to pay attention, as, as the folks right. say. That's right. Okay? And you know what else? You better recognize. You better recognize. You better recognize. But here's here's why you might want to get called more. Because if you're not Sullivan Fortner, like one of the reasons why Sullivan Fortner is Sullivan Fortner is because he was playing with so many great musicians from a young age. Roy Hargrove, you know, so many awesome people. Uh, you want to get in those pipelines or you want to play with at least the best players that you can play with in your given area or yes. your given scene. So this is a way to kind of hopefully help you develop some of those skills. So, okay, what's first? 
a list. Oh, no, no, we said we weren't going to do that. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Number one, be on the scene. Well, like yeah. Like a sex machine. If you want to be on Brown. the scene, wait, if you want to be seen, yeah. you got to be on the scene. Oh, I like that. Did, Did your mama teach you that? No, I don't think so. No, I think okay. Mama Monk taught me that. <laughs> but this is true, I think. Uh, no one is going to hire you if you if they don't know about you. <laughs> like, Well, if they're desperate, maybe. Maybe, but like that's a situation where invisible, like, yeah, they, they, they call the hire the, the person they want to hire, and that right. person's like, I can't do it. And they call the person that they didn't really want to hire, and that person's like, I can't do it, but I know this person, and you don't want to be that person. <laughs> like, just just make your face known to your community. Like, right. you gotta hang. Unless All of, you're ugly, then make it more of an uh, make your voice heard. Maybe uh, we've already mentioned uh, Roy Hargrove, but notoriously was like no. a hanger, was a a jam session, uh, you know, attendee. As yes. I think a lot of great players, when they want to. To make a dent in whatever scene they're in, they show up to those, That's right. to those, those events. And in terms of be on the scene, uh, uh, another angle uh, to look at, that, at this from is do not use the excuse or the, um, the negativity of like, well, I don't, that scene is not good enough. I'm in such and such. I'm in Fort Lauderdale and I'm above yeah. this. It's I, not New York. I know some people like that. I do know some people yeah. here. Because this is the thing. If you're all that and a bag of chips. Yeah. You make your own scene. When you show up, yeah. the scene is there. Yeah, what are you doing then? You know what I'm saying? How come you're not working? If when you're... John Hamm walks in the room, <clears throat> bam, Don Draper. Yeah. I don't know. Don, uh, John's on my mind. Yeah, you really yeah. thinking a lot about John Hamm me today. I got to check them back. Shout out to St. Louis, John Burrow School, John Hamm. No, but um, <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah, you you become the scene. And, and I just thought of that because of Roy Hargrove. For sure. I mean, I've seen like Roy was not on the scene to get a gig. Right. He was on the scene because he loved the scene and because he wanted to give back. He was more giving back to the scene most of the times when he was around yeah, than taking. My point is, like, if it's good enough for Roy Hargrove, if he's hanging, exactly. certainly you can hang a little bit. Exactly. But if you are not getting the kind of gigs that you want to get or you're not getting any gigs, think about how much you actually go to other people's gigs or how yeah. much you hit the sessions. Like, you have to put your face out there. Let people know that you play. And I'm going to give another little angle to these. I'm going to call it audible. Is that okay? Yeah. We're not in football season, okay. but I'm going to call it audible. So that is, like, we're going to apply this to a little social media, too. Okay. Okay. Five ways to up your social media game because these all apply. Be on the scene. So that means give back, be be around, be present, but don't just be the one, hey, 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 it's me. Come and contribute something. So like social media, everybody, musicians always want to post their gigs and look, I do it, you do it. We we know we do it because people do want to hear about it. This but Thursday how about, at Thurman's. Yeah. <laughs> but how about post, how about sharing somebody else's gig? That's part of the scene. That's oh, being that's on the scene. Sweet. Yeah, you know, that's a good. little virtual share. That's right. Yeah, a virtuous virtual or, share. Or yeah, you could certainly do that when you're at someone else's gig, like you're actually on the scene and you're checking right. out other musicians. Uh, you know, take a little pick, put it on Instagram, and be like, "Yeah, right. these guys sound killing," or whatever. That's you know? good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, number two. Uh, this is crucial, and that's learn the music. Whatever gig you want, <laughs> learn the music of the band that's playing. Uh, before you get the before gig. you yeah. get the gig, so I heard a great interview with Benny Green uh, from our friend Christian McBride, friend of the show. Yes, uh, was interviewing Benny, and Benny talked about his experience getting in the Art Blakey band. Yeah, and he basically knew all that music from listening to the records. Yeah, like, and when he got the opportunity to sit in at Sweet Basil, I think it was. Yep. Uh, he said, you know, there was a string of young piano players that Blakey got up that night and some of them knew some of the songs and some of them didn't know any of the Blakey book. Right. And Benny knew everything. Yep. Everything that was called. And guess who got the gig? That's right. Benny Green. I mean, of course, he can, he's Benny Green. He can play, he's whatever. But 
it, again, if it's good enough for Benny, yeah, it's it's going to be good enough for you. Whatever, and don't again, it's not like I'm in Fort Lauderdale. This is in New York. Like you got to start somewhere. Big shout out to FLL. Oh we, yeah, we, we, we hated on the FLL twice today. I like it. Don't be in a small scene and be a snob about the small no. scene. You're don't you're, be that guy. Or yeah. Now. You're not stuck in traffic. You are traffic. That's right. You Whoa. I mean? Yeah. No, that's a that's a cyclist term, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But but it's true. Like you are you are part of whatever scene you happen to be living in. So don't be snobbish about it. If you're in high school and you're looking to get out, I understand that feeling. But you're still at that moment part of that community, and it will always be a part of your your experience growing up. So you know, like you haven't fled the St. Louis scene, even though you're you know. Oh, not, I did several uh, times, but I got pulled back like a like <clears throat> a fungus to a. To a virus. No, but it's no. not like you have like resentment for no. the smallest scene here, even though you're like a world round pianist. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a lot of love for that. And, and same thing. Like I, I I'm ne- I try never to feel too big for my britches for whatever local scene that I'm around because right. you know we're all doing it. And the other side to this is Trying like do, it. do not carry a sense of entitlement with this learning the music. Uh, and it's funny you say Benny Green. So I heard Benny Green play when he was uh, with our Blakey at Sweet Basil, and oh, nice. then. I heard that's when I went up to New York when I was in high school. Yeah. And then when I first got to New York, like one of the first nights I was in New York when I went to Juilliard, young Peter, short Peter, before I was tall and grandiose as I am now, I went to Sweet Basil, heard Art Blakey with Jeff Keezer in the band. And I was like, I always want to play with Art Blakey. So I had learned the whole book yeah. by this point. And yeah, I was yeah. like, because actually I didn't know this. I wasn't sophisticated enough. But like, this is the way to. Well, but you didn't have the You'll Hear podcast. I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? This was another 10 <clears throat> day and age. But I learned the whole book because I love that music. And I, I used to go over with Steve Kirby and play in the Webster combo. And we did a lot of Blakey stuff. So yeah, I knew yeah. that I'd just been listening to it. And so like, I really wanted that gig. Never got the gig, and and maybe I didn't follow some of these other things, but I definitely followed the learn the music. But I never was like I was entitled to it. I was just another young pianist that, like Keezer, he got the gig, and it yeah. was all good. Like I learned so much from being. I almost feel connected with that band. In fact, sometimes people are like, did you ever get a chance to play with Blake? I'm almost like, yeah. Well, on the records, and I learned the music, and I saw him live, and I yeah. got to meet him. That what's, was good enough. Yeah. What's the worst that you happen? You learn a bunch of hip stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so learn the music. Number three is to don't be needy and. Don't be greedy. That's right. If if I call you for a gig and you say, uh, yeah, I can do the gig. Now, I'm going to be 35 minutes late, and <laughs> I'm going to need you to bring an amp for me, right. and I need a ride, right. and can I get paid up front? Right. That's, oh, and the gig's in Germany. I'm going to need a business class ticket to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. No, that, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, in, that's in our writer. No, uh, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yep. Make it easy on the person who that's right who's hiring you right. And I would just say what goes along with this is um, you know the reason we added the don't be greedy, don't be needy, don't be greedy. Um, it's okay to ask for stuff, but make sure it's not from a needy standpoint. So like ask for things. First of all, know your place and know your level, know what you're dealing with. Like, don't ask for stuff that's just, there's no way they could afford it or the gig would justify it. But anything that'll make the gig better. Oh, yeah. That you can't take care of yourself. Like, don't be like, yeah, send me over the music if you can, if there's another way that you could learn it or whatever. Right, right. But I mean, like, as long as you come from an attitude of, Let's make the gig good. That's a great point. Yeah, and this is a great caveat. It is not needy for you to you to say to someone who hired you for the gig, like, "Hey, is there any music I can check out?" Yeah, or like, like, is there anything I should be listening to leading up to this? What kind of vibe are you going for? I would love to make this the best possible thing. Yeah, uh, you know, is there a rehearsal? Like, I- any of these questions, I think, right. are totally cool. But don't be so pushy either, though. Talkative. Yeah. You're, you're kind of overdoing it. Now. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I'll give you a good example. <clears throat> yeah. We're going to use you, Adam. So you've done some gigs, uh, one of your regular gigs that didn't have a piano, I believe, and you almost, 
you might have arranged to get a piano there. I did. And so that might have, some people might have seen that as a stick in the mud thing, but you had a vision of creating something there. And then you proactively, you weren't like, oh, I got to have a piano set up and it has to be tuned every time. You even learned to tune and would do that, yep. you know, yeah. all because it's all in the service of the gig. Right. You know? So some people might be like, oh, why can't you just bring a keyboard? I got to like have a piano in here and it's going to be a pain. But, but that's not being needy. That's being proactive. Well, no, and the, you, I mean, you are needing something, but you're doing what you can to make it happen. It's fairly needy, but I had a vision for that gig that you're talking about, and yeah. I approached the the venue owner and I said, "Listen, I can get you a piano in here if you can maintain it." Because yeah. and and I kind of like you know pitched him my vision. Yeah, and so he went for it, and it worked out great. Yep. And now there's a you know cute little piano in there that I can play and don't have to bring a keyboard. That's right. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and I've worked with some vocalists before that um, in situations, I mean, look, we all want to have a finely tuned piano and we try to get the best, you know, available, but that's, that can be costly at times. But the way I, I'll put it and take it away from me being needy, a lot of times I'm like, can we, they make sure that's a good piano and that it's, you know, hopefully some specifications, but definitely that it's tuned right before the gig. And they're like, oh, I don't know if they, and I'll say, well, look, I'll, I'll, I'll play on whatever if yeah. I have to, but this is more for the vocalist yeah. so that as I accompany him or her, that makes their life easier. So right. you kind of make, and it, it's true. It's really like, I mean, no one wants to play on out of tune piano, but you definitely don't want to sing with you, This is to make them sound good. It has to be know? tuned. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Uh, number four. Man, do, you're so needy. I know. <laughs> do your own thing too. So I'm glad do you brought up. You wanna. I'm, I'm glad you brought up that regular gig that I got the piano on because one of the the reasons why I wanted to have this regular gig is because I noticed that some people thought that I was just a arranger. Or yeah. maybe I just played guitar on the 442. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wanted to show that I was also a jazz pianist and I could do that on the regular. Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of make that known in the scene. And so having your own thing going, and especially if, if you can make it good, if you yeah. try to make it a good representation of what you can do, you will get other gigs from people being like, oh, they do that? Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, um, you know, much in the way we talked earlier about learning music for a situation that's kind of proactively putting yourself into it's painting it painting it done as oh, we would say right no, I love that. you're painting it done like you're already in that place you're dressed for success remember the dress for success I program do. i do um or as we do around here dress for failure you know we go a little that's the millennial way to not the millennial yeah kind no of, I, yeah. I was wearing suits everybody's making fun of me <laughs> well i mean it's always funny like you know <laughs> you know the young lions to whatever no but i mean you, you know i wasn't dress wearing big suits i was just wearing <laughs> yeah um uh, big shout out to Willie Ware um, and and the Oak Tree Gallery and Mall. Oh, what you know? I bought my Z Cavariches <laughs> at the on, Oak man. Tree. Come on, hundred hundred dollars for a suit, shirt, belt, and tie. Not a bad deal. No, but you want to put yourself into the position. Alex, that... you don't even know. I'm googling '90s Z Cavariche pants. By the way, <laughs> I mean show. you might have to go back to the '80s for Oak Tree though. Um, but yeah, let people know what you can do before you start complaining that they're not calling you to do that. Like, it can't just be something you talk about. Like, oh, I want to get this gig. Oh, I'm really good. How come you all won't call me? I want to get called more. But they let, let, let people see you. It's kind of like, yeah, if you're the top NFL star, you don't have to go to tryouts. But even some of the top players go, no, I'm going to go let you see my stuff so I get that next big contract. I'm not just going to go on what I did last year. Yes. Or you haven't seen me yet, you know. Agreed. Um, all right. So are we going to go to our last or is this a bonus? Bam. One, two, three, four. Oh, no, this we, is our last one. We got our last one going. Saul's bonus. Okay. Uh, this one is probably the most important. Oh, it definitely is. This yeah. could have been number one. Yeah. Don't be an a-hole. Ooh, you call an audible because I see don't be a jerk, but I, yeah, no, I hear I'm, you, brother. I meant more of an a-hole. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, could, could words 
express any better what you shouldn't do <laughs> in order to get called more or to get called again, right? Yeah, and this this even can work against you even if you're good. Yeah, you know what it I mean? really can. Because there's a lot of good players. There's a lot of good players. And not all of them are jerks, you know When, I mean? when there are a couple of unnamed, we won't name them, NFL top uh, wide receivers that ended up sitting out the season and he thought he would get picked up by somebody, but even at that level, you know? Yeah, does not get along there's with others. somebody else to catch the ball. Always somebody else to plunk <clears throat> their fingers on the pianer, as they say. But it's this is a good point, actually, because you can practice all the time and you can be a great player and you can learn the music and all that and then if you show up on the gig and you got a bad attitude right or you're not very nice or your personal hygiene is questionable <laughs> well that's not being a jerk well that kind of is i mean yeah i guess so yeah there's i mean there's that that's totally self-awareness a little, little self-awareness goes a yeah, long yeah. way yeah that's good well i'll tell you another way you can get called more hmm visit a place called openstudiojazz.com. Oh, yeah. Because Open Studio Jazz, we won't necessarily, we can't help you not be an interpersonal jerk, but we can help you to uh, relieve you some of some of your jerkiness in your jazz soloing. We can up your confidence level so that when you do get out and get on the scene and learn the music and stop being so needy, you've got a little bit more to play. you got some more ideas because this is a place you're going to come and learn from the best of the best. But not only... Are they the best in the best? But wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> they are some of the hand-picked greatest teachers and um, also some of the top surgeons as well. They are... Wait, am I taking it too far? No, no you got it right. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, but these are really, you know, we, we put together a wonderful selection of courses that I think can just edify your own experience in taking your plane to the next level, no matter what level you're at. And and we, we built this beautiful community. That's the best part of it. So come join us. OpenStudioJazz.com. That's right. Till tomorrow. We'll hear it. <laughs>